know, I saw a YouTuber say that you should uh, do the clap in the beginning and then leave it in because it makes you look more authentic and trustworthy. There we go. Now you can trust everything we say. <laughs> you should not trust anything we say, actually. That's how this works, though. <laughs> for sure. What's up, skeptics? Welcome to another episode of Reason to Doubt, your source for all things skeptical. I am Jordan. With me is Jared. And today we are going to talk about aliens again. We just did an episode a few weeks ago on crop circles. And about the time we were kind of like planning and recording that, uh, apparently like an alien invasion happened because there's been UFOs being <laughs> shot down by the government left, right, and center. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What gives with all that stuff anyways, man? Like, I guess they saw our, our episode and they're like, you know what? These jerks are going to, they're, they're undermining these awesome crop circles. We've spent literally millennia. We planned for thousands of years to have this happen <laughs> and they're going to ruin uh. it. So uh, ever since the United States government shot down that Chinese spy balloon, which definitely was not a spy balloon and was total accident that it went over us airspace and everything. Since then, America's been like gripped with UFO fever. The Air Force, like I said, has engaged uh, several other unidentified objects, though they kind of heavily imply they're probably balloons. But okay. people have been seeing and reporting things at a much higher rate than they have in the recent past. So what gives? Why is that is the question we're going to answer today. We're going to answer that question. We're also going to examine uh, UFO sightings in the past. Yep, kind of some it. famous ones. And, and if there's any like alternative explanation like is this actually a massive invasion by an interstellar species that seems to really like balloons or (laughs) (laughs) or is there some other possible explanation for what's going on in our skies yeah we covered this topic about a year ago when the first uh government report came out on uaps or ufos um Back then, we weren't doing video on YouTube, and so if you're interested, you can go check it out. We might cover some of the same things, but for the most part, we're going to try to keep it different and go into some more detail yeah. on the things we didn't cover in that video. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to start with some UFO history. We're going to talk about uh, government investigations, both past and present, and uh, we're going to touch on the government's most recent UAP reports. We're going to know what that means in a second. Um, And after that, we'll dive into some of the more famous incidents. We'll talk about the gimbal camera. We'll talk about the Tic Tac incident, which if you've followed UFOs or UAPs, you've probably heard of this. Um, And we're we're picking ones that at first glance do look pretty spooky. They look kind of hard to explain at first glance, which is why they're so famous but we think that there's some good alternative explanations which we'll provide and if you want to skip around obviously the uh video will be time stamped so time stamped time stamped uh (laughs) there'll be a bunch of scamps running through the video so just look for them you'll find (laughs) right uh and uh shout out to velvet magneta 3074 for recommending the topic we were already planning on doing it when it was recommended but good job anyway great minds yeah well before we get into this though there so i've heard several acronyms and names floating around there so we need to try to define our terms so the first term is ufo right that's what we're most common so what exactly is a ufo it is a flying saucer containing martians there it is that's all it is so it can also kind of less regularly mean unidentified flying object Uh, that was the term coined by the u.s air force they coined it in the 50s And it was kind of a catch-all term that they came up with for anything airborne that they couldn't identify. 
Yep. So it's so also important. To it. It's flying. It's an object. There you go. Yep. And this is important to you, a little historical context. Air Force basically founded after World War II, um, you know, the Army Air Corps. But now we have all these planes flying around the sky. So we're going to start seeing more things out there when we're not focused on bombing Germany. So exactly. Yeah. So over time, the term UFO, of course, has taken on the connotation of like aliens and stuff like that. So if someone says they saw a UFO, you're probably thinking they saw like an alien spaceship, not a weather balloon, even though if you were to ask most people to draw a UFO, they're probably going to draw a saucer or something. Right. right. So when in fact, what they should do is I don't know it's unidentified. (laughs) (laughs) So sightings of allegedly alien spacecraft have been happening for at least 80 years predating the UFO term. Uh, The first well-known sighting was the Rainier incident by Kenneth Arnold in 1947. He was a pilot and he was flying around uh, Mount Rainier and he claimed to have seen uh, a group of nine objects flying around uh, in Washington state. He described them, he's described them several ways through history, but he claimed they were like crescent shaped objects. They were moving several thousand miles per hour, and he described them as uh, saucers skipping on the waters, how he described their motion. Now, there's some dispute over whether he used the term flying saucer or whether like newspapers reporting on what he said used the term. Either way, that was the way the where flying saucers were born. And from that point on, like everyone was associating aliens with this uh, with these unidentified objects. And kind of oddly enough, a month later. So Rainier has his first thing. A month later, Roswell happens. Boom. Yeah. So now we have alien panic. Everybody's seeing aliens everywhere, right? right. So Kind of a perfect storm. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Roswell incident, clearly you've never watched X-Files. So <laughs> a rancher in Roswell, New Mexico, found wreckage around his farm. It was, But it's near an Army airfield, right? Army Air Corps at the time. And so there's like, metal strips and stuff skewed everywhere and the newspapers ran away with this because he had just had the flying saucer thing so there's like oh look here's wreckage of a flying saucer right now the military they said it was a weather balloon and of course nobody believed them and even though they they put pictures of it too yeah yeah nobody believed them that they uh you know so people were assuming it was like aliens area 51 all that turns out they were lying but only a little bit So like decades later, records were declassified about this incident and the balloon was not a weather balloon, but it was a balloon. It was a balloon for a top secret project called Project Mogul. Basically, it's a spy balloon. They were they had uh, recording equipment on it and they were supposed to be monitoring Soviet nuclear weapons tests was the point of this. And so it was a balloon and the government was like, hey, everybody wants to think it's a flying saucer. Awesome. Like, perfect. (laughs) <laughs> our whole problem is solved so to, the, the government will lie to you sometimes so uh but and i guess it's possible that these records saying it was like a spy balloon are also a lie i don't know yeah if you're a conspiracy theorist then obviously they're not going to release the documents that say that we have alien spacecraft and you know obviously so obviously but regardless of what happened at roswell uh the government has taken ufos seriously through the ages through the through the years so they've had several um official investigations into them probably the most well-known one uh started in 1947 it was called project sign uh, next year they changed the name to project grudge and i guess that wasn't cool enough so they changed it to project blue book in 53 Although, like kelly blue book but 
Yeah. Project Grudge sounds like a great metal band name. So uh. yeah, I don't know why they they ditched Project Grudge for Blue Book. Like, come on, they already had a great yeah. name, but whatever. So Project Blue Book uh, collected over twelve thousand UFO reports, and from that they concluded mm. that there was no evidence that these UFOs posed a threat to national security, that they were extraterrestrial in nature, but we don't know what they are. So they're not a threat. They're not aliens, but we don't know what they are. Is basically the conclusion of Project Blue Book. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, because we covered Project Blue Book in our previous episode, but that that study or that research went on for like a couple decades, actually. Um, yeah, it was if ongoing. You tra- if you track it all the way from like the beginning of it in 1947, it ended, uh, yeah, many years later. So they covered a, a good chunk of time. Yeah. Uh, and to get, I mean, they got 12,000 reports. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you fast forward from there, uh, the government basically poo-poo's the whole ufo thing there's kind of a stigma attached with having seen a ufo because you're that crazy alien guy right but now the pentagon has decided to jump back into the ufo game and start taking it seriously again only this time we're going to change the name right (laughs) we're going to change the name now it's uaps which are unidentified aerial phenomena now they changed they did this rebrand of it probably i mean they don't really say why yeah right out but probably one to distance it from ufos and aliens right but also to be a little bit more descriptive because something could be in the sky without flying or even being an object it could be uh, mistaken perception or some kind of glitch or whatever so unidentified aerial phenomena just very vaguely describes what it is without giving any passing any judgment basically on what it something is in the air and we don't know what it is and that's it so right exactly and then so you get they, to sing the cool song, Phenomena. Yeah. <laughs> I literally think of that every single time I say Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So they formed the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office. Only the government could totally, like, like you're, you're investigating <laughs> aliens and you made it, like, the most boring name for an office ever. It would have been cool if they could have came up with, like, an acronym, like, that spelled out alien. Aliens? Just, you know, oh, just to mess man. with people. <laughs> I 100% would have done that yeah. if I'd been in charge. Uh, so this, so technically the office, uh, the, the UAP task force predates the office. It's now been folded into the office. Doesn't matter. Kind of all the same people. Uh, they put out a preliminary report in 2021. That was the focus of the last episode. And they've put out another updated report last year, and they're going to continue to have these reports. So uh, why now? Why is the government suddenly taking this seriously? Well, the short story is that they've gotten enough credible reports of weird things happening that they can't just ignore it. You know, there's basically too many people, and by people I'm talking like pilots and uh, observers, saying that they're seeing something. And they've, there's also been the advancement of technology like drones and things like that, where, okay, maybe it was like something you could ignore back in the 50s, but now like, small flying objects are actually a thing that exists and pose a real security concern. Right. So, I mean, so there's, there's flight safety hazards. We're also concerned about national security. So obviously the Chinese spy balloon, which, uh, I mean, it did a pretty good job of spying on the whole country before it got taken out. So, uh, right. And there's good reason to think that they've been doing it for a while without anybody noticing because nobody was reporting these. Because if you saw a thing that you didn't know what it was, if you didn't know it was a balloon, you don't want to be the guy who said, oh, I saw a UFO, because, you know, you don't want to be that guy. So that's why the government has cited lack of data 
as their primary obstacle to identification, along with the social social stigma, right? Another obstacle, and kind of tying into that, is military equipment isn't designed to detect and identify these UAPs. Often they're small, they may be fast-moving, they might be stationary, but that's not the thing that these cameras are designed to detect. They're designed to detect things like jets and missiles, and it, you don't need to get a super clear picture of it. You just need to say, there it is, so I can shoot it. That's the right. that's the goal, right? And these military sensors are usually tuned to something that has been identified, right? So, like, I know what the, the mass and structure of this is, so I can tune to that. If you don't know what it is, you can't tune for it, so. Right. So they have developed all kinds of procedures to formalize the reporting and they put out a report on like their efforts so far. And I definitely recommend you going and checking out the UAP report, the one from 21 and 22. They're not very long. They're only a few pages. They're very readable. And it's actually a great example of skepticism in action because they're very sober assessments. They talk about here's the data. Here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. And here's what we're going to find out. Right. So it's actually a really well done report. As of 21, they'd had 144 reports and 80 of those were from multiple sensors. So a sensor would be anything from like an infrared camera to radar to an eyeball. That's a sensor. Uh, so 45% of them or so had a single source. So like some guy on an aircraft carrier saw a thing would be a report potentially. Right. Or one uh, a blip on a radar or some kind of something on a camera. But the 80 reports that had multiple sensors, that's more important because it's easy to see how somebody could like see a thing and not understand. But if like you're looking at it and you're also getting it on radar and you're also getting it on this camera, that's a lot less likely to just be a glitch. Right. right. There's probably or if you have multiple sensors on like an aircraft carrier and only one of them is picking up something, it's more likely that's probably an anomaly. Exactly. So, right. Yeah. So as of 21, only one object had been identified, but in tw- by 22, a year later, they have preliminary identifications of like 200 of them, the majority of those being balloons. So I had no idea there were so many freaking balloons. <laughs> there's just around. balloons flying all over. <laughs> the, it's, like, it's like it's like up, just like there's houses <laughs> and old men. Yeah. Well, you got the little kid who like loses his balloon like from the county fair or something exactly, and just goes right. up there and like some pilot goes, oh my gosh. <laughs> weather balloons, you've got, you know, like, some university does a research project, they throw up a balloon, you know, all that sort yeah. of stuff. But not all of them are just clearly like some kids or some university's balloons. Yeah. Some of them actually look pretty weird, right? So that's what we're about to get into now. That's where we, so we talk about where we came from and why the government's interested. Now let's talk about why people are freaked out. A good example of kind of a collection of these, you could uh, watch the uh, May 17th, 2022 House Intelligence Committee hearing on UAPs. You know, if you mm. want to just like it, watch a committee hearing on. Yeah, if you yeah. like C-SPAN coverage, it's it's really good. So it's the yeah. best C-SPAN coverage you're going to get. So. <laughs> it really is, actually. So uh, one example of an object. So they kind of like go over a few of them. One, I think, is kind of useful to look at. the. They talk about it at, we'll, we'll put the link to this video in the, in the description but on screen there's a uh there's a still frame of this object so there's like a jet flying through they're reporting this object and at 26 minutes you can see it like fly by the person's uh but it, like it's funny they spend like five minutes trying to get the still frame to where the thing you can actually see it because it's going by so fast but at 48:54, <laughs> they actually managed to get it and it's like like 
blink and you'll literally miss it, right? But this is the kind of thing that are being reported. This this is a report with a single sensor. A pilot's like, oh my god, what's that? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, there's two sensors because you got it on footage too. So but... true. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a good point, right? But yeah. you get the point. This is the kind yeah. of thing that they're dealing with, right? So that's why it's difficult. Um, so some examples of some famous UAP incidents. Uh, one they talk in the hearing too. You might have heard about. Uh, there's a night vision camera video of like some triangles flying through the sky. They're like very sharply defined triangles uh, over top of an aircraft carrier doing training. Um, that's a 2815 in that video before, which looks kind of weird. According to the military, those are drones. And the reason they look like triangles is because of an artifact of the camera. Right. Uh, but more interestingly than that are the videos that were released by the Pentagon kind of around the whole Nimitz Tic Tac incident sort of all released at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So let's dig into two of those. The first one is known as the gimbal video. This is a video that was released by the Pentagon. Uh, I think it was in 2017, but the video it's of an incident from 2014 or 2015, and it's taken by pilots assigned to the USS Theodore Roosevelt. It's known as the gimbal video because the camera being used to track it is a gimbal camera, so it can rotate on two axes, so it can like track things. Um, and this is a great example of something that has unusual flight characteristics. So you can see, like, it looks kind of saucer-like. You know, you've got the things, and then it's, like, rotating in the air, which is super freaky, you know? It's just, like, rotating around. It, it, it's weird, right? It looks really weird. Like, when you first look at it, you're like, okay, uh, that's not anything I've seen naturally fly or even man-made before. Right. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy town yeah. stuff. Okay. So what is going on? Uh, the I believe the military still classified as classifies it as unidentified. But uh, there is a skeptic by the name of Mick West, who is on YouTube. You should go check out his channel because he's got excellent content. And he has done a in-depth breakdown of this. So we're going to put his link in the description. You should go check out his video because he does like, it's like a full 30 minute second by second breakdown of everything that's going on. But here's the highlights of how something could look like that. Basically, it has to do with the fact that you're dealing with a gimbal camera the camera itself is rotating. So the first thing to keep in mind is that the image is very, very zoomed in. So while it looks big, you know, on the screen, it would actually, the whole image covers a third of the, a degree in the sky, which is like half. It's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty like... small. It's like half of the moon. And that's the whole yeah. image. And so the object is there. So the pilot isn't looking at the object. He's looking at the same screen we're looking at. Right. And that's if, like, you were standing on the ground, you look up in the sky, you see the moon, you see all the sky, the moon, and then like a third of that. That's the, yeah, what we're talking exactly. about. Yeah. And the object is not that third. The object is the little dot in the middle it's, of that. The third. image is in the third. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the pilot isn't seeing this independently. The pilots are seeing the same thing you and I are seeing. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. Um, the people at metabunk.org put together a, a simulation that's just so cool. It is got like a 3D. <laughs> jet and everything it is super neat so here's what's happening according to the simulation uh what's happening is the object that's rotating isn't actually the thing that's rotating isn't the object it's the camera so what you're seeing is an it's an infrared camera black is hot and you're seeing glare off of the object right 
And so if you've ever like taken a picture of something, you've seen glare, if you rotate the camera, the glare moves with the camera because the yep. angle of the glare is is due to the camera, not due to the thing you're looking at. Right. Just watch any Michael Bay film and look at the hero shot and you'll know what we're talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, those are lens flares, not necessarily glares, yeah. but yeah. But yeah. So you can actually so what's happening is while the camera is rotating to keep this object in line, there's software between the camera and the display that reworks it so that the image the pilot gets is always steady. You've got the horizon. The horizon isn't like flipping around and making it hard to see what's going on. So for the pilot's benefit, the computer takes the image from the camera and derotates it right. to give it a solid image. Even so, because the pilot may be flying at this angle, but the well, pilot the doesn't know he's flying at that angle, so that's going to take it yeah. and make it go like this for the pilot. Or, like the pilot's going like this, right? And the camera's going like this. It would be really hard to keep track of what's going on if your image was spinning. You know. <laughs> yeah. So to make things easier, the image doesn't spin. So that the computer derotates it. But the yep. camera itself is still moving. So if the whole image were moving, then the glare would be stationary and the horizon would be moving around it. But because they, it's the other way, because they're making the horizon fixed, the glare is rotating. And so that's what you're seeing. And as evidence of this, you should check out the simulation, but there's uh, a lot of evidence for this. One, right before the uh, thing rotates, the whole image shakes a little bit because the camera's like moving. You know? The gimbal's doing its gimbal thing. It's like, yep, gimbal's yeah. doing its gimbal thing. Um, that it tracks perfectly with like, if you do the use the simulation, take the predicted path of this object by the gimbal movement and plot it against the observed, it's dead on. So pretty clearly what's happening is it looks weird, but it's just an artifact of a camera. Well, that's not cool. I, I wanted an alien. <laughs> well, I've got another one for you. This one uh, might be alien. So that that one is like that looks weird, not aliens. Maybe this one though. Maybe this well, one's be, aliens. Before we go on this one though, I will say I was I'm a little disappointed it's not aliens. But so the the simulation website and the video by uh, West that is some next level like science level stuff. So if you like that kind of thing, getting into detail, it's pretty cool in and of itself just to go in and see how yeah. all this stuff works. Definitely. So. Once you're done with this, go check out that video. Yeah. It's amazing. So, okay. So the most famous incident is the 2004 Nimitz Tic Tac incident. That's the one it, that arguably kicked off this whole thing. Yeah. Cause that's like the, the UAP task force. That was like their left-hand limit of their investigation. <laughs> so left-hand limit for you. I don't know. That's something where you're, that's an infantry term, but uh, um. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 the left side of your of your area. It's the, don't, yeah, don't your, the left your side. field of fire. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but I will say, so we are just picking like strange ones that were easy to knock down. Like this is the best evidence for a UFO alien encounter that we have, right? So this isn't right. we're not nut picking here. This is legit the best one. Like if you if you talk to somebody who is going to point to evidence for ufos being like alien spacecraft having unusual flight characteristics is the term usually used because if you were looking for something that isn't terrestrial one of the ways you would perhaps be able to tell that is if it's doing things that no terrestrial craft could do like humans make things that fly humans make things that are small and quick and maneuverable but if the thing is like stationary and then with no means of repulsion just starts zipping around and <laughs> around like, like maybe it's not 
made yeah. by human anyway okay maybe so maybe sixth gen seventh gen eighth gen fighter okay yeah. so nimitz and on november 14th 2004 commander david uh fravor like flavor that's how i wrote it in my notes to remind me <laughs> david fravor of the uss nimitz he uh, reported that he saw an object that was white and oval like a tic-tac that was acting strangely. So he described it as like descending rapidly towards the sea, hovering, shooting back up, doing all kinds of weird stuff, right? According to Fravor, other pilots around him saw it as well at the time. Uh, he didn't get any camera footage, but a second wave of pilots were sent out, and one of them were on a jet that was equipped with a forward-looking infrared or FLIR camera. Uh, FLIR cameras are super cool. They like... It, they're infrared but it like resolves objects usually so like you can like see a dude and like what he's wearing it's actually really neat tech it doesn't do that this time so <laughs> you go out there and uh as you can see like it's, it's fuzzy it's like it's kind of vaguely ovalish shaped right and the pilot is tracking this image but and he's like you can watch him zoom in zoom out flip through like different modes trying to get something a better walk on this right and this goes on for about a minute and then at the end the thing just zips off the left hand side of the camera screen it's gone gone yep so what fravor describes this as is the object suddenly accelerating so it was like moving at some rate of speed and then with no means of propulsion just immediately boom zooming off the left side like goes from from with no acceleration just immediately boom it's going super fast off to one way and then they lost it and that kind of characteristic that's exactly that's unusual flight characteristics right i mean with no acceleration going from zero to 60 basically with nowhere in between pretty crazy pretty crazy <laughs> what's cool about this though uh before we get on this so we so we it's not just a single this is multiple things we have pilots with their own eyes seeing this we have equipment picking this up so there's something there right and i think it's it's clear whatever it is there is an object like at this point several pilots watched it with their eyeballs and then also they picked it up on infrared that's pretty clear that there is a thing right yep. the question is is it a thing that is acting in an unusual way such that you would need some kind of exotic explanation to describe it right well again we're going to point to uh super skeptic mick west he has a video on this one too and he noted that if you watch it so if you look on go back and look at the camera footage you can see that it tells you what degree relative to the plane the camera's at that's part of the display information and so over the course of this it is tracking this object slowly moving to the left relative to the plane um, it's moving at about 4.2 seconds per degree so per degree of arc relative to the plane takes about four seconds for it to cross that region. Um, and it's it's doing that the whole time, pretty slow. That's not a very fast rate of speed. But then at the very end, it's zoomed in, and then the object zips off to the left at... 4.2 seconds? Per degree, exactly. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah weird. So, <laughs> I mean, there's really only two explanations for that. Either the object suddenly doubled its speed with no acceleration and zipped off the side or the camera stopped moving and the thing just kept going at the same and rate the it was camera going didn't pick it back up yeah. right so wow. what it appears happened uh based on this observation is that the thing just lost tracking it almost loses tracking several times 
during the video. You can see whenever the those you've got the two vertical bars, when they get wider, it's like losing it's trying to reacquire the thing. Mm-hmm. Um and apparent and a plausible explanation is it just lost tracking of this distant object that it's super zoomed in trying to get a lock on and it, it, because it lost tracking, it stopped moving. And so the object just kept on going. So this <clears throat> could be very similar to the the gimbal effect, except for it's more of a tracking than the camera rotating, which right. is causing this. Issue. Yeah. So all that's happening here is another artifact of it being in a camera. And again, in this case, the pilot is looking at the screen, getting the same information we're getting. Yeah. Uh, so there are, now what is this thing? Don't know. Like, the it's fact unidentified. that it is it is still unidentified what this does what this explanation does is it takes away the unusual flight characteristic characteristic piece so it is unidentified but because it's not acting in this super weird way it could be something mundane perhaps it's a plane in the distance that's just trucking along not doing anything weird just you know flying in a straight line it just keeps flying in a straight line you know? <laughs> right. but it's so far away or whatever <clears throat> i mean this might be a good time to bring up the parallax effect so this is like if you have an object in the distance the background the closer you get to it the background seems like it's moving yeah. faster like there's a lot of things that can cause the human eye to make these kind of mistakes so yeah. for example fravor he he describes it as like moving quickly or up and down it's like he gives uh distance estimates but how would he know what distance it is. He doesn't know how big it is. You have nothing to compare it to. You have no point of it's reference. Just, he just, like, he's in the ocean. There's like right. nothing but water. And so he sees an object of unknown size it, moving. It could somehow. literally be like a, a butterfly, like 10 feet in front of his hair. Well, <laughs> you have maybe no... not that, but like <laughs> pretty fast but, butterfly. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like if you had, imagine you saw a plane, right? Yeah. If you don't know what kind of plane it is, perhaps it's a big plane far away or a smaller plane closer to you, if you don't know what plane it is, you don't know, yeah. right? This this happens a lot too. If, um, if you've been outside when the moon is rising or setting, the closer it gets to the horizon, the bigger it appears because you have points of reference. There's things in the foreground that you can compare it to. So like it looks bigger. It's the same size though, but as it goes up in the horizon, yeah. it looks a lot smaller. If, so. if you take a picture and like actually measure it, it'll be the same, same size. at all times. Yeah. Right, because it's not actually getting any closer. But no. the human brain is dumb. It's not dumb. The human brain is amazing, but yeah. it's specialized for not flying in a jet at you know, <laughs> yeah, you know. hundreds of miles an hour, looking right. at distant objects. Like that's there was no tic tac flying objects on the African savanna that we had to <laughs> figure out. Right. Same right. thing with the parallax effect. Uh, if you've ever been, that's what happens when you've got a stationary object against an. Uh, so you're like moving. There's an object that's stationary, but the background is moving because you're moving, right? If you kind of move your head around that object, it will look without any other frame of reference. You just like took a camera. It would look like it was flying through the air. There's actually a cool video on the internet of like a dude suspending a ping pong ball. It's just like hanging. And then he like rotates the camera thing. It looks like the ping ball ball is flying through the woods, but it's not. It's just, you know. It's just hanging out there. Stationary, so. Well, yeah, so I mean, it's pretty interesting that we have these unidentified objects. They're kind of romantic to think about. You know, it's crazy to think, oh my gosh, what do we do here? But both of these incidences, both the Tic Tac and the Gimbal, show clearly that there is something else going on here. And there may be a more simpler explanation than than aliens, right? Right. So 
it seems clear at this point that there are things flying around there. And I don't think anybody disputes that there there is stuff. Like, I don't think that these pilots are crazy. Like, I don't think that they've lost their mind that they're not seeing a thing, you know. Right. But the question is, what are they seeing? And do we need to invoke aliens to explain it? So they're unidentified. And that's the key point that you should take away. Unidentified means unidentified. It doesn't mean aliens. We don't know what it is. Doesn't mean we do know what it is and it's aliens. (laughs) It's the important thing, right? Yeah. There's a lot of mundane explanations for this stuff. It could be an artifact of a camera. It could be a human making a mistake. It could be a drone. It could be a balloon. It could be any number of things. could be aliens. But Jordan, why are we seeing more of them? Why do we have more reports of them, though? That's what I want to know. So it's kind of like how, you know, when you buy a car and, you know, I, you buy a Honda Civic and suddenly all you see are Honda Civics everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's the yellow like, slug bug effect, right? Like, right. It's not yeah. like everybody went out and bought a Honda Civic on the same day as you and are driving. Like you are now, you, you are now prone to remember because now you own this car. So you see it everywhere and you remember seeing it because now it matters. Right. Because now it's something that sticks in your mind. Same thing could be going on here. People hear about UFOs or UAPs. They hear about all these things happening. So when they see something, they're more likely to remember it instead of just ignoring it like they usually do. Also, so if, if you're a pilot and you're thinking about UAPs, everything's a UAP now. <laughs> combine that with the government making a concerted effort to destigmatize the reporting of these and to uh, put in lanes and, and processes to gather this info because they do want to find Chinese spy balloons and drones and stuff like that. Well, here's a thought. Maybe there's just more spy balloons in the sky. <laughs> that, and, and it could also be that there is, in fact, an uptick of objects that we can identify. That is also a possible explanation. Yeah. Um, so all of these things are true. So I'm sorry at the end of this, we have to tell you we don't know <laughs> what these things are, but that's like skepticism is unsatisfying sometimes. I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't have to tell you. As a skeptic, what we should be doing with this information is we should be focusing on the facts. First of all, pilots have been seeing things they can't identify for decades. A lot of those things are being seen with human eyeballs and being reported by people. And that's a those are terrible detection systems. And the human memory is a terrible information storage system. So take those with some salt. But there are some reports that have multiple witnesses and multiple uh, sensor sensors, not just human eyes, but infrared, radar, et cetera. And so that makes it more likely that there is something there. Some of these objects have appeared to exhibit unusual flight characteristics, but some of the best examples of that are better explained by mundane issues with cameras and such. So we should be very hesitant to believe that's just because something looks on a video screen to have unusual flight characteristics doesn't mean it actually does. We should be looking for more mundane explanations first. And we should be focusing on unidentified meaning unidentified. And unless we have very good evidence we should be just leaving it at that i don't know is always an acceptable answer yep they're unidentified and this goes back to extraordinary claims extraordinary evidence right so it's more probable that somebody's out there testing out their new drone even if you had home footage of something in the sky it's more probable that's a drone than it is an alien right so and if the thing is moving very quickly in unusual ways then then if such that it couldn't be some dude's drone that he got from walmart or whatever if you must must in order to explain it must hypothesize some advanced aircraft 
we should probably rule out an advanced aircraft made by human beings before we start yeah. talking about like I I wonder sometimes like what people think aliens are doing because it's not easy to travel between stars, right? That takes a lot of technology. It, it would if you were going to do it in like a reasonable time frame. And so these aliens who are capable of flying interstellar, like right. tra- traversing between stars, they're going to come to our backwater planet with all these stupid apes and they're going to try to watch us but they're going to do it with like balloons and stuff we can see not no okay maybe not balloons but like why would they need why would they need to send anything right. down here that we can see like like or they're going to go to the desert in Arizona and fly around real quick and then bounce off and then never come back right <laughs> or, or like uh that guy I was on Truth Wanted a while back and one of the callers um he called in because he had he swore up and that he was like in the middle of Canada, like rural nowhere. And there was like this flight of triangular spacecraft that like were flying around and then zipped off in different directions. Like that. I mean, well, I, okay. On the one hand, it's ridiculous that aliens would do that though. On the other hand, if I were an alien who had access to like extra time and all this technology, I probably would mess with some dumb apes that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. But I suspect if aliens did have the technology to make it to our planet, the first instance we see them, it's going to be a lot more like Independence Day, the movie, where they just all of a sudden just come out of the sky and start blowing shit up. Like, you know, yeah. these are our resources now. So, um, Or like one of my favorite movies of all time, Battleship. Oh, so you like battleships? <laughs> I do, and I I'm pretty sure I have given this explanation before. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> so I'm not gonna go search our our video backlog or hit us in the comments if you want to know why I love the movie Battleships so much. Then leave a comment <laughs> asking, and if enough people tell me that you are interested in hearing it, I will tell you. Anyway, we got to the end <laughs> of the episode, so let's talk about some fallacies. Today's fallacy of the day is not a fallacy; it is a bias. Uh, specifically the proportionality bias. Mm. Yeah, so this is a tendency for people to think that big things have big causes, right? So we proportion our belief to the thing. So Right. If it's... Uh, th- this, this is emblematic in a lot of conspiracy theories. So dumb human brains see a big thing, they want it to have a big cause. Yeah. For example, JFK, he was assassinated in 63. Pretty big event. It was a very big event, and there's a ton of conspiracy theories around it. Uh, now, the going explanation by non-conspiracy theorists is that it was a gunman who shot him, just like one guy. But that's not very satisfying, right? Because, like, one dude, big event. But let's leave aside the explanation of JFK. Go 14 years in the future, Reagan, there was an assassination attempt on him, but it failed. I have never heard of a Reagan conspiracy theory, like assassination conspiracy theory. I'm sure they're out there, but like, it is not a big thing. It's the same event. Yeah. The only difference is one was successful. One's a better shooter. (laughs) Right. Yeah. One guy had a good shot. One guy did not do well, but yet because the big thing, a president getting killed, that's a big thing. It has to have a big cause. But a president getting shot at, I mean, that's that's a big thing. But it's not that big a thing. So it's okay right. for it to have a little cause, you know. Yeah. Landing on the moon, big thing. Got to have a big cause. Exactly. 
So uh, the way you or avoid not a this, cause. <laughs> or not a cause yeah. at all, you know, yeah. money, whatever. Uh, so basically, the way you avoid this is just kind of taking a step back and recognizing that sometimes stuff just happens. The explanation does not need to be proportional. It has to have ex- the it has to have proportional like explanatory power and all those sort of things. Like the evidence needs to be proportional to the thing, but the cause could be mundane. You know, you could have a car driving down the road, loses a tire, flips over the interstate, hits it like it could cause a big thing, but it was a mundane cause. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. So summarize that. We want the simplest explanation with the fewest ad hoc assumptions, right? Yep. Simple as that. So thanks for tracking with us all the way to the end. Uh, If you would, before you leave, we would super appreciate it if you would leave a like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. Really helps out. Feed that algorithm monster. Uh, and leave a comment below if there's something you'd like us to cover or if you think that there's something that we missed or if you have a UFO experience and you would like us to hear about it, put it in the comments. I can't guarantee that we'll ever talk about it, but I will promise you that I will read it. So there will be one <laughs> other human being on Earth who will have seen your story. <laughs> it is that what it's all about. We just want to be heard. So, Right. Uh, I won't mention my thoughts on your story. So you just... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thanks for listening. uh, And remember, until next time, you've always got reason to doubt. Peace out.